0: Welcome to the ABI Online Radio Show, where you're about to hear from industry experts that will share their stories and advice on how you too can learn from their expertise and life's experiences. And now it's time for the next interview, so let's get on with the show.
1: Hello and welcome everyone to the show. This is Carol Santelli, your host, and today we have the great pleasure of having with us Mr. Fred Gillen from wonderful Australia to be exact. His expertise is global and his decades of street smarts and business experience certainly position him as a great mentor and an online marketing strategist and authority. Fred works with business owners to help them understand what they need to attract more clients by using the power of the internet to grow their businesses. And Fred is also a recognized public speaker and published author. Today our great topic with Fred is on the power of webinars and with that I extend a heartfelt welcome to you Fred and how are you today?
0: I'm fantastic, Carol, and it's really great to be online with you today. Um, it's uh, not quite sunny Australia today. It's a little bit overcast, and it's uh, midday our time, so it's probably evening your time, I believe.
1: It is, with uh, beautiful storms at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> but at least we are going for it, and we're going to have a good interview here, and I can't wait to delve in because I know there are a lot of questions running through my mind already.
0: That's that's great. That's why I'm here to serve.
1: Great. So I guess I was thinking that probably the place to start would be to share what exactly a webinar is for those who may not be familiar with what they are. And then, are there various types of webinars, or just a standard style?
0: No, that there, there's a few options available. But just just to clarify, what a webinar is, it, um, a webinar is very similar to a live seminar. So if you've got a a seminar that you you put on where you invite people to it and you, you know, you've got a slide projector and you've got a lectern and you've got your notes and you just present um, whatever it is that you're uh, promoting or selling to an audience. Um, and what a webinar does is it takes all of that and it puts it online, so it becomes a virtual seminar. And that's probably a um, subheading for a webinar, so people can get a better understanding of exactly what what a webinar is. But but it's basically taking a, a normal type. St- seminar environment where you're talking to a group of people rather than just one and um, you take it online and you run it all from the, um, the base of your computer so you're just sitting behind a microphone and in some cases a camera if you actually want to be on screen and share, share yourself as well or if you just want to run a slideshow similar to what you do at a live webinar so it, it's, it's a virtual seminar in all respects.
1: So um, that would make it better than a teleseminar because of the visuals?
0: Well, yeah, that's exactly it and, and that, that's the, the huge benefit because a, a lot of people out there are, you know, they, it's like here, we're, we're actually listening to people and some people will do that in the car and they'll replay podcasts and they'll just do stuff so there's a huge benefit in, in the audio but the big benefit from the um, webinars are that you can actually have, you can either be on screen so you can present yourself and build your notoriety and you know, um, set up that relationship with your viewers or you can just have a slideshow where you talk about uh, your products and services and uh, run through a slideshow. So the visual aspect uh, keeps people engaged uh, probably a lot more than just an audio session and and that's one reason that you can probably run webinars for a lot longer than just an audio session because people's attention spans... uh, are a lot longer on where they're looking at something as well as listening to it. So um, I hope that answers your question.
1: It does, and I can imagine that engagement is a huge part of any type of work in, in, in business today. And so, especially with that, how would people engage in a webinar?
0: Well, there's um, the you've, there's a few ways of doing that, but the the main way is to actually get um, your audience to respond. And, and with webinars, you've got what they call a chat window. So down one side, there'll be a little window where you can type in questions. Uh, that's that's one way. So you type in questions and usually the presenter will uh, start that process by asking questions. So they might start off the webinar by encouraging people to let them know that they can actually see everything so they can see the screen so or they can hear the, the audio and the audio is crisp and clear. So that would be an initial question that and it's all it's not staged but it's programmed. so the presenter will ask those questions so they get the, the, the viewer to actually action their keyboard. So they, they do something on the keyboard it gets them engaged into the, the actual presence of the webinar. Uh, and then throughout the webinar, they will ask more questions like, uh, can you still hear me? Or was that if everybody liked that information, can you type one in the chat box? If if um, you didn't get anything out of that, um, well, then type two and I'll expand on it. So you you do that throughout the webinar to encourage people to stay involved, stay engaged and, and um, keep their mind on what's actually happening rather than going off and looking at their emails while they're... Uh, listening to you or checking their spam folders or you know looking at Skype and, and Facebook and all the rest. So you've got to try and keep them engaged by asking questions and getting them involved in the actual presentation.
1: Okay, thank you for that. And are, would there be specific businesses that would benefit the most from conducting webinars or doesn't it really matter? Like who holds them? Uh,
0: but My opinion it doesn't really matter. You've just got to, um, as long as you can present something to your client base, uh, and you know your client base, and you know that. And most businesses do know their client base. So as long as you've got something that you can present to a group, and if you think you, think about even going out to um, a local business chamber, if you can present to a chamber and talk about your business, then there's no reason that you can't present that on a webinar. Um, obviously, the more niche down you get, then the better the presentation um, control. But in my my belief, I don't believe there's any business that can't benefit by attracting clients. Um, online and one of the better ways of doing that is um, is webinars.
1: And So what do you think the, the main uses are for businesses in webinars, using webinars?
0: Um, well, there's a couple of uses, but the uh, main use is probably lead generation, so you actually get um, new clients engaged uh, on the webinar, you explain what your business is all about, what the benefits are of doing business with you, You know what features you offer. The, the normal type of stuff of um, encouraging people to do visit You You can give them, you know, free advice uh, as I do constantly on on my webinars. So we give away a lot of information freely, uh, and it's not it's not canned. It's we ask people can ask questions on our webinars, and they get the answer. So we don't just say, oh, you know, you've got to pay some money to get the answer. We actually give the answers, and then hopefully that sets up that relationship. With us, they learn to know, like, and trust us, and then they will eventually do business with us. But it's, um, you know, it's, a, it's a lead generation tool to encourage people to come along. The other option you've got with webinars is that you can actually use it for in-house training, for example. So if you've got a, a group of people and they're interstate or they're, you know, not local, but you still need them on a call, um, rather than doing a conference call, that's quite common in business. Is you can do a video call. Uh, and that's what webinars allow you to do, so you can have people engaged. you can invite other presenters on so if you had ten colleagues on a call, you can share allow them to share the screen, share their cameras, uh present on screen. so there's a lot of things you can do with a webinar to make it very functional and you know again to keep the viewers and the the attendees engaged enthused, and um you know like what you're doing.
1: So you can do that with webinars. Not <coughs> excuse me, um, not just like a Google Hangout or something. I didn't know you could bring people onto webinars. I yeah,
0: mean, no, absolutely. You, you, there are a lot of uh, Google Hangouts is is effectively a webinar, so it's it's like okay. it, it is doing that. It's sharing your screen and your um, and sharing your screen and your audio, so you can you can do a lot with Google and Hangouts. It has got a few restrictions, so it's not. It, it's a good tool possibly for somebody to start with but it's not a great tool if you want to get professional. One of the big issues with Google Hangouts is that there's a major delay between what you present, and, and I, I'm not talking about 10 minutes, but even one or two minutes in a delay. When you present something on a Google Hangouts, it's a delay between when you present it and when people see it. So you've got to make sure your timing is spot on so that the viewers don't actually see that. Uh, but Google Google Hangouts is certainly a good tool for uh, to get started in the webinar arena, there's a lot more more sophisticated tools out there. You've um, probably the more popular one is GoToWebinars. Uh, that's a, sh- a paid service, so um, you pay monthly based on the number of visitors that you uh, expect to see on your webinar. So if you want 50, I think that's the base level. Um, it's something like $20 US a month, so it's not overly expensive, and it gives you a lot of features that you can use. To, um you know get involved with your clients and, and and a good place to start they also as a matter of interest they also offer a 30-day trial so again if people want to get started and get into the game of webinars they can um, I'd encourage them to set themselves up first for everything so that they don't waste their, their month and then as soon as they're ready to go they sign up for the month's webinars and and trial it so it's a it's a good option and there are, there are a few more options that we can cover off probably not today but later if, if the opportunity occurs uh, for a lot more platforms out there that you can use as well. So there's plenty of tools out there.
1: I was just reading yesterday that they said that um, Hangouts was going to be gone in September because Google was going to make us start using YouTube. Did you hear that? Well, you-
0: um, I, yeah, I heard a rumor about that. The, the um, Hangouts is actually associated with YouTube because when you actually – if you, You'll you notice if you look at a replay for any of the Hangouts, and I don't know whether the listeners will have actually come across that, but you'll actually notice that it does play within the YouTube platform. So they're probably um, going up against Facebook at the moment because you've got Facebook Live now as well, um, and there's a lot lot of action in that space. So I suppose YouTube are really concerned about Facebook taking over the video section where YouTube had a monopoly, so to speak, in that for many years. So so they'll obviously have to do a lot of work on the platform and you get more aggressive in, in that area. So it'll be, it's a great space to be in. That's
1: what I was thinking. And um, so while we're on that that line of questioning, are there other tools that somebody would need to run a webinar?
0: Um, Besides just just, a
1: go-to webinar? Um,
0: not, not really. The, um, the The main things you need, you need a good internet connection. that's paramount um, because without a good, especially if you're going to share your videos and your cameras because it takes up a reasonable amount of bandwidth. So I'd encourage people to, if they've got their router or modem, whatever they want to call it, close by their computer, that instead of using Wi-Fi connection, they actually have a hardwired Ethernet connection, like the blue cable, straight from the computer into the the router. Uh, That will cut out any possible um, negative Interference from the Wi-Fi. Uh, The other thing they obviously need is a microphone so they can speak. Um, But you can just put one slide up, so you don't even need a slideshow. The the thing that I do encourage um, clients to do is to actually get on camera with their audience. Now, a lot of people are scared about that because you know um, some of us have got a good head head for radio, Uh, but the People like to, to look and see and touch people they deal with. So the more comfort you can give clients, the better. So they're really the three things. You obviously need a computer. So you need a computer to connect to the internet. You need a microphone to speak with, um, possibly a PowerPoint presentation if you're going to run a slideshow. And, and then a camera if you want to go on camera live yourself. But the camera is not, not an ultimate necessity. So you don't really need a lot to get started with webinars. It's a nice, easy platform to use.
1: And I guess that the convenience of the webinar versus traveling and all the expense that would be incurred if somebody had to attend an event is probably another very welcome situation by using them.
0: Well, it works from both levels because not only as a presenter or as an attendee, um, you're not locked into a location. Uh, And there's also the cost benefit. So if you put on a live seminar in, in, in the local... Hotel or motel or whatever it might be, or a conference centre. Um, there's an expense to that. You know, you've got to hire the room, you've got to hire the audio system, you've got to hire the projector. So there's an expense that you've got to, and that impacts on your internal investment. Uh, you also can't really trial a live presentation. You've either got to decide you're going with it and put it on, um, whereas you can test a webinar by only inviting a few people. Uh, so you can test your presentation, you can hone it, you can get it right, and then you can open it up to the world and invite your, your original target audience. So there's a lot of lots of benefits. With attendees, it's the same. They can log in from as long as they have a computer and internet access, they can attend. So uh, both parties can benefit. They can, you know, you could be on holidays and still run your business. Um, you could be traveling anywhere and still run your business. So that's mm-hmm. one. Well, not. One, but It is one of the benefits of webinars as well, so it's a very handy tool.
1: What about as far as presentation, do you have any pointers for someone that's planning on or thinking about doing a webinar? What's the best amount of content or should they have PowerPoint or should they just put notes down and outline <laughs> what kind of pointers could you give people
0: on? Um, but the, the- I, I definitely encourage people to put up a presentation. Um, and. So you can ho- we break down the webinars into basically four four sections. So the first one is the the, the introduction um, where you tell people what you're actually going to do. Uh, you then have the content section itself where you actually present your content. Uh, the last um, sorry the second last section is the Q and A. So you give people the the opportunity to ask questions based on what you've presented. And then lastly is your um, call to action at the end where you've already worked out what you want your attendees to do, whether that's to just contact you by phone, email, or you've actually got a product that you're promoting at the time at the end of the webinar. So they're really the four sections. The, with regards to presentation, there can be one slide displayed on the screen, uh, and you could just talk. So you don't need a presentation to get started, but I'd certainly encourage one so that you can at least... Uh, the I suppose the the recommendation is that for every minute you speak on a webinar, you should probably change the slide. And again, that gets back down to that engagement and the boredom and keep people involved in the webinar. So, so it's a, it's a good, good starting point. So every minute, if you're talking for 20 minutes, um, then I'd probably change the slide. Um, one, you know, have 20 slides. If you talk over an hour, have 60 slides and, but it's test and measure with any advertising. So it's what, your audience and every audience is different. It's what your audience will react to. So, but uh, a good start, starting point is at least one slide. Um, you know, so you it, it, you've got something showing on the screen.
1: Okay. And then, if, how would a business owner or anybody go about finding people to attend? Are there, are there places you can list your webinar that's free, or besides sending out emails to a contact no. list? What what do you, Advise or
0: suggest? Um, yeah, there's obviously you. If um, people are doing online marketing now, they'll be, you know, they'll have to be members of various um, groups. And if they're not on Facebook, they should be. Um, if they, depending on the industry they're in, for example, if they're in the, if their target audience is predominantly females, then they're probably um, better off promoting um, on pinterest and because that's and uh, snapchat and places like that because people look at it but um right now Facebook is probably the place to be and I'd join as many groups in your industry that you can possibly join uh, you could post and invite people to webinars but you don't want to do that day one obviously you you need to get um, involved in the conversations before you actually try with anything you, before you try to sell so you need to give some assistance to the members of the groups and get involved in the conversations and then subtly invite people to your webinars. Uh, you've also got Facebook ads where you can uh, pay money to get people to your webinars and it's, it's relatively inexpensive if you do it right. So, uh, and, obviously, and your own client base. So one of the things I'd encourage uh, you entrants into the webinar arena to do is to obviously invite the current client base but then encourage those people to bring one person so if you do that, then you can double the attendance of your webinar with one easy click basically. So, and, and that's one of the, the tricks that we try and encourage our clients to do is you spring get their uh, immediate client base to attend the webinar, but also ask them to invite one new person. And that's a good starting, <coughs> oh, excuse me, that's a good starting place.
1: Excellent. So, Where's the profit come from when somebody does a webinar if the business owner does a webinar?
0: Um, how, do they make a,
1: you know, how do they profit from
0: it okay well the well the the profit is by building the client base so if the attendees to the webinar um, get enthused by whatever product or service that the presenter is presenting then they they will follow the call to action at the end of the webinar and that could just be um, you know ringing up and touching base and having a consultation or it could be buying a um a, an entry level product so it gets people into your sales funnel so it's really the the lead generation side of it that they the presenter will then turn into a saleable um you know a saleable product or an alliance with the with the, the attendee. So that they encourage them to do business with them. So it, there's a sort of profit in whatever you're promoting, whatever business you're in, and encouraging people to take part in in that offer.
1: What do you think would be the biggest misconceptions that when people hear about a webinar, if you think there are any?
0: Um, oh, oh, I haven't had that question. So I'm. <laughs> I suppose the the biggest conception is that I can't do it. That it's you know it's it's too hard. It's beyond me the the technical aspect um, I'm I'm a technophobic for example uh, so there's that that type of um, maybe there's that little bit of mentality from a presenter's point of view uh, I don't um, believe there's a negative aspect from the attendees' point of view because the the one thing you can do at webinars you can have replays so if somebody can't attend you can actually they can actually attend a replay and you still they still get the benefit of listening to the presenter but the, I suppose the main, you know, the main negative from a presenter's point of view would be that they um, don't know how to do it, and they they're just nervous, um, and it's not their forte. So they're, they're into in the business of selling whatever service and product their their business sells. So that they're not into the you know the technical side of it. So I suppose that's probably one of the big misconceptions, because it is relatively easy to do once you get into it.
1: Well, it's, it's interesting that you mentioned replays because, and I do want to continue on about the technical part of, that, of this too, but do you agree or disagree? Replay is good or not good?
0: Double-edged sword. It's actually a double-edged sword. What, what I mean by that is that um, there's there's two things about a replay. Obviously a replay you're going to pick up to people that can't attend um, and really can't attend because they've got something else going on. But the, the the big problem with replays is that it gives people the opportunity to opt out. So if you say that you're um, you've got a webinar coming up and it's going to there's going to be a replay, then the, there's no real incentive for the person to attend the live webinar. And there's um, there's no real stats on that at the moment that I've I've captured, so I can't really quantify it. But I'd certainly encourage people not to re- to suggest that there's a, a replay. Even if there is going to be one, um, even to the fact that I'd be going down the path of saying there's probably not going to be a replay for this because you know you suggest that sometimes technology gets in the way and the replays don't happen, um, and um, you know, or even go hard, you know, go hard and say there won't be a replay on this. So and that will encourage people to attend. So it's, as I said before, it's a double-edged sword. So uh, in some cases, it can work to get more people. Um, to your offer, or in in some cases, it can actually discourage people from attending the live event, which is really what you want to try and do. So the more people attend the live event, the better conversions you're going to have.
1: I agree. I agree. Absolutely. Before we go on to the technical question that I have just burning in my mind, (laughs) I (laughs) want to know if there's, since we are... Talking about the power of the webinar is there anything specific that maybe we didn't cover so far as far as the basics of a webinar and its power
0: Um, I suppose that from my perspective the power of the webinar is that you can actually present to you know from one to thousands of people um, from one location at minimum cost so the only cost you've got, it, and unless you're paying for a paid service, but there are free services out there now to get you started, is your time. So, you know, I think that's what people have to think about. There's no setup um, setup costs. There's, there's no venue costs. There's no hiring costs for equipment. Um, so, and that is, that's huge because in some cases, if you, like if you wanted to put on a, a seminar for 500 people, that would be an enormous cost at a, and, and you've got to find a venue that's capable of it. You've got the logistics. You've got to have more people there to support you because you're not going to get 500 registrations in the door without having staff to help you. So, you know, that's, that's from my perspective, that's a huge benefit of webinars. That, um, minimum cost, um, lots of value.
1: And so it's the time and the reach and it yep. sounds ideal to me.
0: Yep, yep.
1: And I guess uh, you, ch- odd... you can
0: tell I'm passionate about webinars.
1: I I was just <laughs> I was just going to ask you there must be some type of ESP happening. I was going to ask you what was your passion that made you because I can hear it. I can hear that you really enjoy this work. What led you to it, or?
0: Oh look, it, 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 well, it was basically that that I you know initially didn't have the funds to put on <coughs> excuse me to put on large presentations. So you know I we. Engage people with small attendees, you know, ten to twenty people, in local local venues that I could afford, and and I found that it really, you know, it wasn't enough in some cases because we'd have to turn people away. Whereas with the, the webinar model, um, I just put on a webinar and we invite people, they attend, and it's an open-ended canvas basically. So uh, and and I love you know talking to people, especially with the interaction, because again. What I was saying before, it doesn't have to just be a presentation, it can be an interaction. So you can invite attendees to go live and that really fires up webinars. So the moment you get somebody else on the webinar that's either got a question or has got some additional expertise that they share with the audience, then that will certainly get people engaged and and it really fires up the webinar. So um, two presenters, three presenters um, works magic. And, you know, it's a, it's a nice easy tool. You can set the, the, the time to suit you. So like we're doing now, it's you know the evening in the States, it's morning in Australia. So, uh, and I do webinars in the evening here so you can set, set the time to suit the audience. Uh, it doesn't have to be during the day where you would normally have an all day presentation or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's very flexible and um, gives you lots of opportunities to engage your clients.
1: And the number of attendees goes according to whatever platform you're using. Is that how that
0: works? Uh, I'm sorry, I missed that. Your, your volume the went num- down a bit.
1: The number of attendees is based on the software or platform that you're using.
0: Yeah, yeah, to, to a degree. The the, um, the 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 more attendees that, and with interaction, if if the attendees are just listening it's not a major impact but if you're going to have attendees share the screen and you know come on and present uh, the more attendees then you obviously need a a more stable platform and that offers more features Uh, and the commercial platforms out there that have got you know that kind of uh, back end they do charge monthly fees and and, you know it, it starts off as I said GoToWebinar as an example um, charge, I think it's $20 US uh, as their base package, it allows 50 people on um, and then it ramps up based on the numbers. You've got other platforms like Zoom that are in competition with that, and that's zoom.com, Z-O-O-M.com, so they're in, in uh, competition, direct competition, we go to webinar, uh, offer the same features. I really can't um, say which is better or which is not, so it's really up to what um people get comfortable with, and there are a few others. There are also uh, platforms out there that use Hangouts as their back end. So you've got Webinar Jam and Webinar Ninja, Webinar Geo. So there's a lot of browser-based webinar software that actually use Hangouts as their platform. So so there's a few opportunities. But to get started, um, you could do it for free. You know, there's um, lots, lots of platforms out there that will allow you have a free account and all they do is normally put their advertising overlay of, on the, the webinar so that initially you'll know that you're using um, a particular platform but you know that shouldn't discourage anybody from doing that.
1: And so as far as the visual of, of the actual speaker or presenter is that something that can happen with GoTo or is it something that has to be like a hangout or something?
0: No, no, no. Definitely happen. with GoToWebinar and and all the platforms, oh, and that's the difference between a webinar with the, um, the the webinar and at, as we're doing now at a tele seminar, is that you can actually, as I said, you can have the you can share your screen, which means your computer screen, and um, or a window within that screen. So if you've got um, your PowerPoint presentation open in one window and you've got your email. Open in another window. You can actually share the PowerPoint presentation so the viewers don't see your email screen, so to speak. Uh, and you can also share your webcam. Uh, so if you've got a web, webcam on your computer built in, and the majority of webcams, uh, laptops, and PCs today have that facility. If not, um, I'd assume that a lot of people, because they're using Skype for personal use or whatever, will have a, a USB webcam plugged in. So um, th- all the as far as I'm aware, all of the current platforms that offer webinars allow you to share. Certainly the majors do, and and the ones I use, all allow you to share both the screen and your webcam at the same time or individually. So you can just have you on the screen, or you can just have your presentation on the screen, or you can have a combination of both.
1: You know, as many (laughs) webinars as I have attended, I never knew you could put the webcam on this. I mean, I know about the screen sharing. Yep. But I didn't know, like in a to webinar, you could actually look at the person speaking to you. Absolutely. To the webcam. Yeah. You know, I didn't. I never yep. knew that.
0: Oh well, that's good. It's worth being on the call. <laughs>
1: exactly correct. And now I'm going to ask you a really big question that I hope you say yes to. <laughs> what if somebody wants to put on a webinar and they don't want to deal with all the technical side? Do you do that?
0: Oh, let me see. Let me see. Do we do that? <laughs> Absolutely, that's oh, we do godsend. that. Absolutely, <laughs> um, and that's that's one of the services. And that that again, what got what's got me really enthused about webinars because in our local community that was really what started me um, offering this service that we had a, a lot of you know, personal clients that um, we felt that there was a need for them to do webinars and they just said, no, nah, not my bag, I'm not into it, uh, the computer scares me, uh, all I can do is use a mouse and I'm a one finger typist. Uh, so the normal normal type of stuff. So, so then we decided, well, why don't, and it was on an individual basis to start with, I said, why don't I run the webinar for you so that I'll set it up We'll organise the emails. We'll set up the order responders, and we haven't talked anything about that yet. But um, so, you know, we'll set up all the the back end tech stuff, and we'll run that for you, and then we'll present. And suddenly the light bulb went on. So uh, we'd started with one, then two clients, and now it's a service that we offer for anybody that wants to partake. So we actually and um, talk to the clients, find out what they want to present, help them set up the presentation initially and then take it to the next level where we'll actually send out the invitations, book the, book the webinar and follow through with um, reminders that the webinar is coming up and also the follow through after the webinar. So we actually set up the emails that go out after the webinar to encourage people to touch base with the client. So, so we do all the tech stuff uh, and that service is available and with the power of webinars it's available worldwide.
1: That's amazing. So you help with the presentation all the way through to yep. the email follow-up, follow-up emails.
0: Absolutely. Ah, yep.
1: That is fantastic. And, and,
0: and, any, and any minor piece in between. So if people don't want us to do one portion then, and because they're comfortable doing it, then they can do that. Uh, and part of that process is that we can teach people how to do it. So the service doesn't necessarily need to be ongoing. So we can educate people as part of that process so they can learn how to do their own presentations.
1: Oh, I think that's fantastic.
0: Yep.
1: Excellent, excellent so, service. Well,
0: but we we think it is, so it's a good service.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I have a final question for you. Do you think there's anything that we didn't cover so far?
0: Um.
1: In any aspect of a lot of the things that we covered.
0: I I, th- I just touched on it briefly about um, the. Um, auto responders just a, a couple of moments ago, and we didn't cover that. So, and, and I'll just cover it briefly because I'm not sure how much time we've got left. But um, briefly, an auto responder is where you set up um, automated emails as a package so that when somebody signs up for the webinar, say a week or 10 days prior to the webinar's scheduled event, that on a regular basis they get reminders. So they don't just book the time and then forget about it. So they might get a reminder five days out, and then they get a reminder two days out, uh, get a reminder twenty-four hours out, and then a reminder an hour prior to. So that's that's what auto responders are all about, and that again really encourages people to attend the session. So, so I didn't cover that, and I um, probably should have mentioned that earlier. But it's it's really necessary to keep people reminded that the session is on because. People are busy. They put it in the calendar, and um, you know, unless it pops up and they've got a reminder, and they're really looking forward to the webinar because they've t- attended one previously and enjoy your your, your product and your offerings, um, then you need to keep them reminded that something's coming up. So I think that's that's um, one of the things I I didn't cover that I'm I believe I've covered now.
1: I'm glad you brought that up, and, and I'm sure that automation, anything that can be automated, in today's world, but you still have a personal feel to it you yep. definitely, definitely welcome, that's for sure. So can you tell our myself and our listeners what's the best way to contact you for further information about your services or offerings?
0: Yeah, sure. sure. The, the easiest way is um, via email, um, especially if you're in the US um, and it's fred at com, and it's G-I-L-L-E-N.com, that's that's the email address. Um, they can, you know, fredgillen.com, obviously they can go to the website. The uh, information about the webinar service that we offer is um, on our website called webinarsforbusiness.com, and that's with a digit four. So it's webinarsdigitfourbusiness.com, uh, and there's information about there. So um, the and I'm on Skype, so it's Fred Gillen on Skype. Um, Facebook's the same; just Google me. I'm all over the place, and they'll find me.
1: Sounds excellent. And you know what? I really like the the name for your um page too. Webinars for business. That's very, very good. And it's easy to remember and it's what you do.
0: Yep. <laughs> I yep. Really like that. yep. Yeah, no, I i like I I and you know, it's uh it it's evolving. We're we changing the content um probably weekly now, um based on you know, what what our clients are looking for. And that's the whole thing about any marketing is you've got to li- listen to what your clients want and then yeah. evolve to deliver that because it's not what you want to deliver, it's what your clients want to receive. So you've got to me- remember to evolve as, as your clients um, tell you what they need.
1: And it sounds very much that you've done that and I'm also happy that everything that you do is definitely accessible worldwide. Absolutely. So I want to thank you very, very much for being here and hopefully you'll come back again and join us soon.
0: Absolutely. Welcome the opportunity and um and really appreciate the you know, the, the, the platform to promote. So it's it's been great. I hope people got some value out of today. And if they've got any questions, just reach out. I'm only an email away.
1: Absolutely. Okay, and I believe you said it was morning over there, so have a good day.
0: I will, and I'm looking forward to lunch. Thanks. Okay.
1: <laughs> Take good care.
0: Take care, Carl. Cheers.
1: Okay.